Well, here we are. It's uh, Sunday the 17th of June, as I'm recording this here. Actually, on the Sunday morning, the show's going out. It looks like it's planning to be a quite a nice day out there at the moment. Anyway, that's what it seems like uh, from Studio B here at Farringdon Radio. Anyway, welcome to Farringdon Local. This is episode 34. Would you believe it? Episode 34. We just seem to keep going and going and going. Nobody seems to stop us. Unless you want us to stop. Then again, I'd, I'd ignore you anyway. I'd just keep doing it anyway. Anyway, what you got in this show this week? Uh, and this week we've got an interview with Steve McPherson, who's the planning director for Bloor Homes, who's going to be talk, telling us about uh, what their plans are to extend Farringdon's housing even further. And it's quite a bit, I assure you. And also in the show today, we've got an interview with Janice Chatfield and Alexandra uh, Lenari, who uh, yesterday I interviewed down at the Old Town Hall, uh, where they're involved in Amnesty, which is a day uh, to promote Amnesty in the town, because Farringdon's got a very strong Amnesty uh, support group, or uh, support group, is that the right word? I don't know. Um, following. Very strong following here in Farringdon anyway. Um, but anyway, we're going to go to our first track, a uh, oh, superb Ox- Oxford band. Um, very 60s feel to this one. I think you'll love this. This is the Any Days and Tambourine. Shake me.
Well, I think that very definitely uh, sort of uh, picked up on the, a 60s theme there, didn't it, really? Yeah. In fact, if you look at their website, and all you have to do is look at their photographs, and you know exactly what sort of music they're going to be playing. Uh, that's an Oxford band, uh, The Any Days. Um, they don't seem to have any f uh, local gigs coming up. They seem, they are playing uh, up at a festival in Yorkshire, in Yorkshire, shortly. A uh, long way to travel, I suppose, really, isn't it? Just to go and see one band. Um, but there's some other uh, great bands playing up there. And they're doing a gig in London shortly as well. Um, but there's a link on our website if you uh, want to find out a little bit more about the any days. I'm going to go to our first scenes for you now. Now, the other day I went down one of the other evening to the Farringdon Open Town Council meeting, talk about the future of Farringdon, find out what... Uh, what the plans are for the next, I think, 15 years, I think, really, we're, 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 or more than 17 years are looking ahead. It's a consultation day, which isn't a one-off. Uh, it's going to be uh, more consultation going on, find out about what uh, what the people of Farringdon would like in their local plan. We're one of uh, 100 towns throughout the, t the, the country forming these uh, new long-term local plans that fit into the uh, district authorities' local plans. And uh, in due course, I'm going to get an interview with uh, one of the town councillors to explain this a little bit more and about how you, everybody here in Farringdon can have the opportunity to get involved with this. But while I was there, I did have a word um, with Steve McPherson, who's the planning director for Bloor Homes. They had a display down there and uh, they're, they're in the process, early stages of planning to uh, extend what they do. They want to go across the road from where they are at the moment, behind the SO petrol station, and go towards the other side, towards Rogers Concrete. Well, towards Rogers Creek, take over everything over that side of the road, basically. And uh, well, let's go to the interview and let, let Steve uh, explain a little bit more himself. Well, I'm down here at the, uh, the, the town open meeting, and I'm uh, with Steve McPherson, who's the planning officer for Bloor Homes, is that right? The planning director. Planning director for Bloor Homes. So just be looking at the plan you've got there, and there's quite an extensive plan for, uh, well, the best way of describing it, it's a park road opposite the SO petrol station. That's the area is that, that's, that we're talking about? Yeah, that, that's right. It's a, a site which has been identified by the Vale um, in their core strategy document okay. um, with potential for up to 400 homes, which is the strategic allocation for the town of Farringdon. Okay. Um, Laws have got an option on that land to bring it forward in terms of development. Um, and so you, you don't own the land at the moment then? No, we don't own it. We've got an option on it which requires us to promote the land and hopefully bring forward development. Um, so we're keen at this event to work with local residents, the town council and the district council mm -hmm. in sort of formulating the master plan and the shape of, that that development ultimately will, will take. Just look at the, the plan you've got down there on that uh, on your presentation board there. Also includes some industrial units as well. What what are the plans with regards to that? Yeah, I mean, we, on the master plan, we've got the existing Rogers Concrete site um, would be developed for B1 offices, which um, hopefully in a recovering market we'll mm -hmm. see high-quality jobs, office accommodation and um, research labs, that kind of computer-type um, industry. So. Obviously, with the 4 and 20 site on the other side of the road, that's not come forward yet sure, through the yes. downturn. Um, but the town council have always been keen to balance new housing with new employment opportunities. And hopefully, as the economy recovers, we'll get investment in those employment opportunities and those things will come out of the ground as well. You say about 400 homes. Do you know what sort of mix we're talking about here? Um, it will be distinctly different to Folly Park View, um, which I have to say is probably a, a bit of a relic of a previous planning era in many sure. respects. More higher density housing and three-storey housing there. Um, in respect to what we see on the other side of Folly Park, 
Um, we very much see a lower density scheme, perhaps more family housing, more two-storey housing, um, and generally slightly lower density. Um, right. But we're very keen, it's an important gateway to the town, so we're very keen to, to work with the town and the planners at the Vale to make sure that we, we do the, the site justice. Sure. And on, and on your, your plan there, you do have a, an idea or a proposal for a school? Yeah. Is that... How, is that set in stone, or where are we with, with regards to the? It's a junior school, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's a, they're showing a, we're showing a two-form entry primary school. Um, clearly, the way that the existing schools operate with the infants um, and junior schools, the whole the whole of that really is managed by the education authority, right. um, uh, Oxfordshire County Council. So, they, as the education authority, will dictate through the planning system what we are required to provide. So, right. Um, how it, what it impacts it has on the existing schools, etc., and, and when it actually kicks in, will all be dictated by the county council. Ultimately, okay. um, they've just they've just asked us to make allowance for that, so we've got sufficient land for the school and playing fields. Oh, I see. So as you need. develop, that, that space will be left to be picked up at a later stage, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, there, there would. Well, maybe from the word go, but depends. Yes, there would yeah. usually be a trigger point. That trigger point might be, yeah. you know, ten or twenty units on the site. It could be two hundred units on the I site. I see. So, yeah. Right. And what, what sort of time scale are we talking about for you starting this? Really, it could, it's, you're smiling. Is it a guess? Is it or? Well, it is a bit of a guess to be honest. I mean, the, the planning system has been rather slow, to be honest, and not, sure. not just locally but nationally over the last couple of years. And the new national planning policy framework, all the local councils are trying to get their heads around that. And, right. and this event this evening is part of that process, really, at a local level. Um, we as house builders clearly are keen to work with a local community and try and bring a development forward that, that is shaped by the community as much as as our influence in many okay. respects. So. I'd imagine that we're looking at an outline application which is sort of looking at the principle of development, maybe the back end of this year or early next year, but it's too early really to put a firm time to okay. And how much longer you got to finish to work on the Folly Park area and the old cricket ground area? Yeah, yeah. Um, well that's gone exceptionally well, which is partly mm. why we're so interested in the other yeah. side of the road, but um, we've probably got about 12 to 16 months left build-wise. Right. Um, we've got probably about 300 occupations on there of the 400 that were approved. Oh, right, that's um, good. Yes. And, you know, in the last 12 months, we've done over 120 houses completed on there. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's been one of our best performing sites nationally, actually. Really? Which is, which is oh, that's good. It was a slow start, wasn't it? It was, yeah, I mean, it always is because you're yeah. establishing a new development and people yeah. are buying into a concept. But, you know, to do, as a standalone house builder, to do 120, I mean, that's 10 houses a month. Yes, you know, yeah, that's great. It's yeah. a phenomenal build rate, really, okay. and sales rate to match that. So. Great. Well, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, you've uh, you've heard it here now, haven't you? Really, uh, potential there for another four hundred homes on the other side of the road of Park Road, um, definitely extending the size of the town. I, uh, I actually sort of worked out that even with current development in town, that the new houses down there, if each house, each home had two people in it, um, and there's four hundred houses or plus houses down down the current area development of Park Road. Um, I think I'll increase the size of the town by about 17%. Um, I can't quickly work out what another 400 will be, um, but I think you're probably going to be looking at another 5 or another another 10% on, I don't know, maybe another 10% on top of that. So I think in the next um, five years, findings are going to grow substantially, really, isn't it? So if you've got any views on this and uh, you want to get involved, uh, you go to the Finding Town Council website and uh, you can express your views uh, through the Town Council as well. This is not the only issue involved. It's not just about houses and, and uh, 
and, and uh, building of uh, new industrial units, uh, potentially, uh, where Rogers Concrete is at the moment. Like I say, it was only one, one of the areas. I mean, there is scope there for a new junior school, perhaps, subject to uh, other work and uh, other support from local authorities, etc., they're not going to just do it on their own. Blow homes aren't just doing it all on their own. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, a lot of activity going on in town. In fact, in the, in the, hopefully in the next show as well, I'll uh, be talking to the financial director of the uh, the Farringdon Schools as it becomes a Farringdon Academy, and uh, how he, he sees the future. Because obviously, you know, as schools grow, that's an indication of how how the town is developing or what the pressures are on the town and what the pressures are on the school, therefore by implication, what pressures are on the town. So if you come back to us and listen to us on our next show, I'll have a bit more detail about that one as well. And hopefully I'll maybe be trying to get an interview with one of the town councillors as well, who can also explain this a little bit bit more and also explain how you can get involved as well. Anyway, let's go to our second piece of music. Uh, we've got a band coming on here uh, called The August List. A uh, track of theirs called uh, Heloise. And uh, we'll be interviewing that band. In fact, I'm interviewing them today for uh, our music show from the Ladder Factory. So I'm going down to the studio where they're doing some rehearsals at the moment in preparation for recording some new tracks. But here's a track of theirs called Heloise. Yeah. 
got flick my fingers and Eloise, how a memory lingers on. Eloise has got flick my fingers and Eloise, how a memory lingers on. Eloise has got flick my fingers and Eloise, how a memory lingers on. Well, that was Heloise by uh, the band The August List. Uh, they've got a few gigs coming up, but the most local one, perhaps most relevant if you're interested in going along to see them, they're playing The Swan at Wantage, uh, which is uh, near the church. Uh, great music venue. We've seen see a, a good few uh, gigs over that way uh, uh, recently. And uh, that's the 3rd of August. But uh, if you go onto our website, you find a link to their website as well if you want to find out a little bit more about them. And as I say, yeah, we're going to be interviewing them later today and they'll be coming on our um, uh, new, on our next From the Ladder show, our music show. Well, yesterday I was down in town and I bumped into, not bumped into, I was actually looking for someone to interview and uh, I didn't find who I, was, who I was particularly looking for, but I saw an opportunity uh, to interview, because it's always nice, it's just interesting when you bump into somebody, and this, this is what I did, I did this, I'm the, I did bump into these people, uh, this was not a planned interview, this did not intend to go down and do this one, uh, I'm rambling here, but I'm talking about Amnesty, Farringdon's Amnesty International branch, and uh, they had an event in the town hall to raise awareness of Farringdon's uh, amnesty branch and they've been going for many years now or 10 nearly 20 years I think or something like that anyway and I had a word with uh, Janice Chatfield and Alessandra Linari I think I pronounced that right I did ask him as I said and he he did say it was right I'm I'm not 100% convinced anyway let's go to that interview and find out what they have to say well I'm here today down at the uh, the old town hall where I've come along to the amnesty tea which is uh, an event to uh, provide uh, support and, and promote Amnesty International. And I'm here with Janice Chatfield, and I'm going to hopefully pronounce this correctly, Alessandra Linari? That's perfect. Is that, is that, is that, is that all right? Yeah, right? that's yeah? perfect. Good? Yeah, okay. So uh, maybe Janice, i just ask you first. I mean, uh, Amnesty in Farringdon, how long has that been going there? Over 10 years? Over 10 it? years, yes. It's been very active for, for 10 years within okay. Farringdon. And how have you been part of it all that time? Or? No, for about the last five or six years. Five or six years, yes. okay. So today, what is today about then here then, really? What, what, what are you trying to draw people's attention to at uh, this Amnesty Tea? Amnesty is just to involve people in the community and to show what Amnesty does internationally okay. in the world. Yeah. And to raise awareness uh, that uh, uh, there is Amnesty International in UK and that it is an active organisation and that there is Amnesty International in Farringdon and uh, uh, we, we hope to, um, to have people coming in and talk to us and uh, uh, hopefully joining us to our meetings and to our campaigns. Uh, um, around the world. 
Great, okay. And, and in, in fact, what sort of things do you get up to? I mean, I know you regularly meet, it's the, uh, the Friends Meeting House, isn't it? Well, what would you get up to throughout the year? What things do you organise? Um, every month we have a campaign running from Amnesty where we write letters or we sign letters that are sent to various concerns that are happening within, within the world. These will go to very many countries and they will be sent from very many countries, mm. which is very effective. Right. Okay. Governments don't like having these letters arriving. People asking questions. That's right. Yeah. And being met, it's just showing that you're aware of what is happening. Okay. It's just an awareness. What particular things have you been focusing on this year then, do you think? Where, where's your interest lied this year? So there has been a recent campaign that is uh, coming up um, that is uh, um, the Arms Trade Treaty that is a treaty that will be discussed in New York. Uh, at the arms end. Trade Treaty. Arms, arms Trade Treaty. Yeah, okay. um, it will be discussed in New York at the United Nations at the end of next month. And um, um, this is meant to, for, for, for the various countries around the world to start discussing um, whether, we can, whether UN can sign up a global treaty um, that is at the moment is uh, missing and that is causing inconsistencies between national treaties uh, around the world in terms of uh, um, arms trade, which okay. means that uh, um, at the moment there are countries which are in war, which are in civil wars, that are, mm. can still, um, which, which we can still se uh, sell arms to. Right. So it's uh, not about uh, reducing arms sales as a whole, which w would be nice, but that's not, not it's, it's very focused on arms trade to countries that are using, uh, uh, that on, on good countries, should we say. Yes, uh, yes, yes. are using for atrocities and abuses to their own people, right, to their okay. neighbouring okay. people. And this, this UN meeting, this is taking place when? Um, end of July. Uh, in New York, okay. and uh, Amnesty um, has been invited as an observer, uh, so they, they won't have uh, voting powers, right. but they will be allowed to take part in the discussion and talking to the countries, talking to the representatives of the, uh, let's call it, civilized world. And right. uh, we are hoping that uh, we will have the chance to uh, convince and uh, to influence uh, these uh, decision, decision makers. Right. To, um, so you're hoping to meet representatives of different countries yes. to encourage them to make sure they start make it the strongest treaties yes. possible then really? Yes, because uh, the problem is we want the treaty to come into effect, but we want it to come into effect to, to be clear and hopefully to be as tight and uh, um, um, as possible because uh, the risk of course, as, as you probably know, is that it, with the United Nations mm -hmm. um, legislation is always that it is uh, too loose and it leaves too much uh, um, um, let's use escape as sure, a, maybe okay. a bad word, but uh, to, to the single countries. And, and in Farringdon, what I mean, if somebody in Farringdon wanted to join Amnesty International, what, what sort of things could they get involved with, perhaps? One of our biggest campaigns, and one that's been going for and started 50 years ago with the start of Amnesty, is their Right for Rights campaign, which every Christmas letters are sent around the world to prisoners of conscience. Um, and these are really encouraging. They receive lots of cards. They're not necessarily Christmas cards because mm -hmm. obviously they're not all Christians. But they are supportive letters that give encouragement to people who may have been imprisoned for years or even to their families. Sure. Some of the, it involves sending cards to their families because these families have got members that have gone missing and they have no idea what's Do happened right, to them. I see. So okay. it's just to encourage them to show that people are still thinking and caring about okay. them. Okay. And also, understand you've got something 
in particular coming up in July? You're putting a, an event together? Oh yes, we are, we are organizing um, what we call a supper for amnesty. It's um, uh, a night at the Snoothie Memon, uh, okay. a local, uh, quite successful Indian restaurant uh, that yeah. is on the A4. Everybody holds our events at the Snoothie Memon. Yeah, 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 I'm sure that they don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think you find an arts festival have held, held a few there as well, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Lovely and, food, lovely and, food. Uh, it is, it is. And that's Do you think they're going to pay us if we keep mentioning their name? <laughs> well, Get some advertising money from we'll, you. We'll send them coming to talk to with them about this, so... <laughs> And so, uh, anyway, yeah, we, we, we are organizing an Indian type of fair where everybody is welcome. Um, the price, uh, the, it's a donation to Amnesty, it's 20 pounds. Mm -hmm. It is on Wednesday, the 11th of July uh, 2012, of course, at 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. And uh, there will be live music by a local musician, uh, Gavin Wilkinson. He will play some nice background uh, jazz uh, and country music. Okay. And uh, we will have, people will have the chance to have a chat uh, with us or maybe to just have a lovely dinner um, with their friends if they want. We will present Amnesty and uh, it will be a relaxed and uh, calm atmosphere. Uh, we want certainly we want chasing yes. people to sign uh, if they don't want things if they don't want, but okay. uh, we will welcome them too. Great, okay. Um, if, if anyone wants to join, they can call the Snooty Memon directly and uh, book a place. Um, okay, all right. Or uh, they can write to us at uh, amnesty.farindon at gmail.com. Great, okay. We'll um, put your website details on, yeah, on the website, good. on thank our website as well. Anyway. Okay, well, thanks very much for your, for your time there, and uh, hope the weather picks up from you today. It's a bit miserable out there, isn't it? It's, a bit, it's June. It shouldn't be like this in June, should it? Oh. Yeah, that's, that's right, but I think uh, we should always be optimistic. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> that's great. Well, thanks very much for your time. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. Well, I think I'll give a good flavour of what uh, Farringdon's Amnesty International branch are doing here, and uh, if you want to get involved, you can go to a, a link to their website. It's on our front page here if you want to find out a little bit, bit more about them. And, uh, yeah, I think they're very active. And, obviously, they've got that event coming up uh, in a few weeks' time in uh, in uh, July as well, up at the Snooty Memon, if you want to go along and support that event as well. Got us a bit of a roundup of what's coming up in the next uh, few weeks. A busy week. Uh, um, I suppose it's our local festival period, really, isn't it, here in the Farringdon area? Uh, and more. And what we got? Let's start off with here. Uh, Sunday, the 24th of June, uh, um, which is obviously next Sunday, uh, Longcott Village Fate and Dog Show. Uh, if you go, to, if you want to listen and find out a little bit more about that, if you listen to our friend in Local 32, which is the uh, last show but one, I did an interview with one of the organisers there, and we'll tell you a little bit more about that. On Saturday, the 30th of June, uh, it's Party in the Park returns. Uh, uh, been held in the bay for a few, uh, for a couple of years now, but restarted, re-energised uh, with uh, Dawn Polka and uh, Dave uh, David Reynolds uh, jointly organising that event. And if you uh, go to uh, again uh, Farringdon Local Two uh, Local uh, Show Episode Thirty Two, you'll be able to find out a little bit more about that as well. And what's currently happening is just starting this week. I think it's going on for the next few weeks or throughout the summer anyway. Um, we've got the Lord Berners Magical Walks organised by Peter Wentworth. Now I went on one of these myself last year's last year how wonderful and it really was a magical walk very entertaining. Uh, it's about an hour long walk around the town historical uh, uh, um, uh, sort of presentation about certain aspects of the town uh, mixed in with some magic and some witty banter I suppose is the best way of describing that really and if you want to find out a little bit more about that uh, I did an interview with Peter last year so if you uh, go back to our page two and go down previous shows and go down to found in local episode 11, 
That does seem a long time ago, doesn't it? Episode 11. Uh, we did an interview with Peter Wentworth, and he'll be able to tell a little bit more about that. And also what we're into uh, at the moment is Findings Eco Week. Um, uh, all sorts of activities promoting uh, the green environment, etc. And again, we did an interview with uh, Stuart Vox about this uh, a couple of months ago. And if you go to Found in Local, episode 24, uh, you'll be able to find out a little bit more about that from uh, from Stuart Vox on that interview. Uh, but also, if you go on to... Um, Farringdon online, farringdon.org. Um, you'll be able to find out uh, all sorts of details on there if you go onto their What's On page. It's all listed in there as well, what's happening and where it's happening, etc. Uh, coming up this next week, next week, uh, find on Monday the 28th, uh, the Farringdon Dramatic Society are doing their uh, initially a read-through and then on Thursday the 28th auditions and casting for their next autumn presentation, which will be Noel Coward's Present Laughter. So if you're interested in going along to this, if you, if you if it may be your first time and want to get involved in uh, amateur dramatics and uh, you want to go along, that's Monday the 25th, 8pm at the Farringdon United Church. Uh, that's for the read-through. Then Thursday the 28th for auditions and casting. If you want to find out a little bit more first, if you maybe wanted to contact Fiona on Farringdon, 242967 that's Farringdon 242967 um, and she'll tell you a little bit more about it or they're quite happy if you just want to turn up uh, for one of their events as well uh, for, for one of these days and uh, just see if it's something you're interested in really uh, but if you go on the Farringdon Dramatic Society's website there's a bit more details on there as well and now we're looking to July and the Farringdon Festival. Yes, it's still going ahead. I had assurance from Sam Prince, who's organising the music for this year's festival. He confirmed to me at the beginning of the week that it's still going to be going ahead and will be going ahead in Folly Park, its new location. Uh, quite some change changes there really, and uh, and particularly because it's going to be a lot more original music uh, playing. There's, there's going to be some some covers bands there, so there'll be some well known tunes if you want to go along to have a sing along to. But um, I think it's be more of a, a music festival as opposed to a town uh, family day. So a slight slight change there, and obviously with a change in the location as well. Um, and that's going to be the sixth, seventh, and eighth of July. And yet again, uh, we did an interview with uh, Sam. In fact, we did a, did a couple of interviews with Sam, actually. But if you go to episode 32, um, he'll tell you a bit more reasons why, why they're moving to their new location. And then towards the middle of July, Saturday the 21st of July, it's the Flying Pig Festival at Shrivenham. Uh, this is quite a, 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 an established event as well. Down at the Shrivenham... Um, not airport, what do they call it? Yeah, the uh, the glide, the Shrivenham Gliding Club, that's where it is. And we did an interview with uh, Jay Myrtle about that on Farringdon Local episode 33. In fact, that was on the last show, wasn't it? Episode 33 was our last show. So if you want to find out a little bit more about that one as well, you can go onto there and, uh, find, and uh, Jay will tell you all about it. Well, I think that's a quite a comprehensive round of what's coming up in the next couple of weeks here in Farringdon. As I say, if you want to let us know about anything you're up to, do. Uh, if you want to uh, send us any messages on Facebook, or uh, more than hell, uh, welcome to receive any comments about what we're up to, or what you're up to. Tell us what you're doing, etc. Um, we're going to end now with a track from a, a band uh, from... Just across the way, I think it's a more Fairford, definitely in Gloucestershire, I think Fairford-based of that area, uh, a band called the Right Hucks. And uh, they got quite a, a 
just tell you about what, what they're up to, really, because we're going to go into our last song now. Uh, they're going to be playing at the Fairford uh, Festival. Fair, it's called Fairfest, that's it, on the 24th of June. Playing at Whitfest, uh, uh, Long Whitnam, on the 30th of June. And uh, the Club Cacophony uh, on the 6th of July in, uh, in Oxford, at the Wheat Chief in Oxford. Anyway, here's a track from then, and this is called uh, Right Hook. No, it's not. No, the band is called Right Hooks. This is Changing Lanes from Right Hooks. And uh, we'll uh, back again in a couple of weeks' time. Come alive, then you pay the price. Play to and enjoy the good advice. And it makes my day, yeah, go astray. So what a place to fall. But in the end you couldn't lose it all And it makes my day, yeah Go straight Aches and pains Aches and pains And I'm changing lines As I'm changing lines up just above the mark Where there's light, when it gets too dark And I'm blown away, yeah No escape Too proud to punch your card But someone said you're playing far too hard And I'm blown away, yeah No escape Example Yeah.